standard issue for all women. Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's Sunday Chops. It's Mickey again, hoping you're not melting as the big red heater in the sky does its thing and then some. Weather chap, you're welcome. This week, I got to have a natter with two incredible women, Tigreed Shuker Bithoso and Alia Alzogbi, who have been working their tails off putting together this year's Shabak Festival. Shabak means window, and this extraordinary festival is the UK's largest biennial celebration of contemporary Arab culture, bringing together new and unexpected voices and established artists to London and indeed other parts of the UK. It returns for its seventh edition this summer and runs from June 23rd to July the 9th. Tegrid and Alia are the festival's joint CEOs and they join me to chat about what to expect from this enormous celebration of Arab artists' creativity, innovations and diversity, as well as how it's hard not to programme women, why it's so important to share and celebrate Arab cultures across communities and some of the challenges of putting together such an enormous borders-busting festival. The Shabbat programme is really genuinely very impressive and features a few standard issue favourites, including the marvellous Lisa Lux and Hannah Khalil. Check it out and get your tickets at shabak.co.uk and Shabak is S-H-U-B-B-A-K. Hello, I'm joined on the Zoom by Tagrid Shuker Bedoso and Alia Alzogbi joint CEOs of the Biennial Shubak Festival, a celebration of Arab art and creativity, back for its seventh edition from June the 23rd to July the 9th. Tagreed, hello. Hello, thank you so much for having us. Thanks for coming on. And Alia, hello. Hello, hi. Alia's my twin. We're both in bright orange jumpers, bringing the vibes. Well, the sunshine's uh, kind of keeping itself away from us. So yeah, why not, Maggie? We'll bring the sunshine in. Exactly, we're bringing the sunshine in. So thank you both so much for joining me. I mean, I guess, obvious first question. Can you tell us what the Shabak Festival is and what people can expect from it, please? Shabak Festival is a contemporary Arab arts festival bringing together artists, audiences and communities in locations all across London, from big iconic venues to intimate uh, neighbourhood settings. We're every two years and we're across multiple art forms. We're really, really excited to bring together both established and new voices to the city. We also tour works outside of London. It kicks off at the National, doesn't it? It does. Yep. And that's a very conscious decision to kick off at the National Theatre's river stage. So that's an open public space. You don't have to pay to get in. It's not about exclusion. It's not that if you're comfortable in a cultural building, then you're more likely to attend. It is open for all. The audience is there and we are going to the audience. The mixture is there. So one of the most important things for us about Shabak is that it is a festival of contemporary Arab arts, but it's a festival for everyone. And so for us to launch at the National Theatre River Stage in a public space is an act of extreme inclusion, if you like, where we are saying you don't have to be in the inner circle to come along to the launch and celebrate with us. We're going to come to you and we're going to celebrate with you. It's really welcoming. It's such a lovely thing to do. And it is, as Tagri's just kind of hinted at, it is a, a right old mix, isn't it? I say this is a huge compliment, but there's bits of everything from everywhere in there. Yeah, I think it's really important for us to think about the role of art today and what 
constitutes art and what makes something art. So is it that we need to necessarily produce these moments, more moments, more objects, more events leading to this overproduction? And so it is a question for us of how can we look inwards? How can we look at what is already here, what already exists in the richness of our lives? And so that's what we've done this festival. That's how we're bringing this, these multiplicity of voices together and really, really thinking what is it that audiences and communities need now in, in this moment? And so you will get this idea of, oh, there's a bit of everything, you know, because we've, we've really looked at it through an angle that Shabak is for everyone. It was important for us to open at the National Theatre River stage for people to be surprised at what they encounter. And then it's also really important for us to have very intimate moments where people come together, people from a particular shared experience come together and find a sense of home when maybe sadly they can't live at home home. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell a little story that's also a little bit funny here. <laughs> we can cut this, Tagarit, if you're like, no, we don't want anyone to know this. Tell me your funny story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, festival making is uh, beautiful and messy. And I remember Tagarit and I reached the point where we were like, it's going to be small and it's going to be beautiful. It doesn't have to be huge. And we've gone so far, we have a whiteboard in the office and we put a big heart that said, small is beautiful. We're like, it's going to be small and it's going to be like really very carefully kind of da, 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 da. And then, of course, as pieces were coming to us and we were speaking to artists and getting so excited about the journeys they were going on and the ideas that they had and the dreams that they were following and, you know, the the, the, the kind of imaginations and realizations that were coming out of them. It just grew slowly into this this <laughs> beautiful beast that is the Shabak Festival right now. So, so yeah, yeah, that's art. It is definitely a right old mix. It is a gorgeous, massive monster, isn't it? Yeah, I actually think Alia it grew super fast. It was rapid, but it's very interconnected, and that's what happens. So, one idea led to another, but also one conversation led to another. One, th- there were so many catalysts there already. What it goes to show is that there's so much richness and there's so much need for expression and for coming together that we couldn't ignore it. Mm-hmm. We couldn't look away. And essentially that's what happened. And that's why the program is, you know, the mammoth that, that you see. Yes. And also, because we're standard issue, very excited that there are a lot of women led performances this festival. And I'm going to guess that that was important and deliberate for both of you, right? No, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> really? What do you mean? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think part of it was also almost accidental, to be honest with you, for me. And it's very telling that it's it wasn't necessarily that I wanted to see more women on stage, but I was naturally more drawn to the work of women artists and the the topics that they're choosing to tackle not just the topics they were choosing to tackle, but the way they were choosing to tackle them as well. And the kind of the boldness with which they were approaching the topic in a mixture, if you like, and in in some senses, experimental and bold ways. So for me, it was when, when I looked at the program, it was only after a while that I was like, oh, dear, it's mostly women, you know. And I think that's actually telling that yeah. 
women are approaching some of our most urgent issues with a sense of truth and authenticity and bravery because, arguably, women have been forced to reckon with very difficult issues in very honest ways as a result of being marginalized and because we live within violent systems that, uh, and, I, and I use the term violent very intentionally, by the way, mm-hmm. but because women have had to survive and often thrive in violent systems that are not set up to serve them. And that's why we see some of the boldest work and the most honest work coming from women. It's hard not to program women. You know, this question of, oh, how do you ensure that you have a balanced program? Or even how do you ensure you're making up for the decades, uh, centuries of, 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 of imbalance? But it's like, oh, but it's hard not to. Why was it so easy that, you know, like, why was it so easy to, to have majority male led art? That's what I find perplexing, actually. It's such a shame that no one wants to listen to anything women have to say, isn't it? Apart from loads of people want to hear it. Of course they do. Absolutely. Yeah. No, totally, totally. And uh, we're, we're really confident, actually, around that, that the works that we are presenting by women artists are incredibly exciting and people will want to hear what they have to say in the ways that they have chosen to say them through those mediums. Absolutely. So Chardon is making her first appearance in the UK and she is a comedian. And it is particularly great that she just sneaks into Pride Month because she is openly queer and her performance is on June the 30th. Could you tell the listeners a little bit about her? Because she sounds amazing. Shadin is a force of nature. She's a comedian, but she is also an activist. And that is a rare combination that I, I haven't come across in the region. And she is and was primarily very, very involved in the revolutions in Lebanon. She is now touring the world in Arabic. So this will be the first Arabic-only performance that we have featured in the history of Shabak. So there, there won't be any subtitles because it's very hard to translate the work. And because we also thought, what would a moment be like where a community come together and in their mother tongue and how can we honor that space and Shadin is uh, it's very important for Shadin for this for this to happen in Arabic she has had such a ripple effect I can already see a whole load of comedians that are inspired by her heavily inspired by her and it's wonderful she's uh, continues to live in Lebanon she just she's decided to stay when so many have had to leave mm-hmm. and she's incredibly brave and incredibly bold I think Tahrid sums her up beautifully. I think what I really enjoy about Shadin is the fact that she takes up space unapologetically and without asking for it. Mm-hmm. It's not like I'm coming now, I'm going to take up space. No, it's just suddenly she's there and taking up space. <laughs> and I think there's something very refreshing about someone who's like, like truly, 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 like every sinew of her body is unapologetic when she's on that stage. And there's, it's so refreshing. And you'd mentioned there that she is a driver of of social change. She's an activist. In this festival, there is an emphasis on art being an instigator and driver of social and indeed environmental change. That's clearly important to both of you as well. So can you tell us a little bit more about how that came together? Yeah. 
the world went through a seismic shock with COVID-19. And anyone who has any kind of breathing cell on their body or any hint of an emotion in their hearts would have stopped and thought, okay, this is a moment to really reflect and rethink, what are we doing? Inequality is off the scale. Mm. The environment is in collapse and we're somehow in the state of torpor where we're sleepwalking our way through it. We're also sleepwalking our way through almost an acceptance. And I don't want to use this in a generic term because there are all sorts of very important voices and activists and writers and thinkers and artists who are shouting out about the fact that we don't have to have this lack of access to basic resources that currently exists across the globe, Mm -hmm. that some have too much and some have not enough. And it's this moment of reckoning, of saying, COVID-19 might have been over, but we will not forget that moment when we were all calling for a different world, when you know, Arundhati Roy had written this very beautiful statement that COVID-19 is this portal and we can't walk through this portal dragging the carcasses of our dead ideas through it. You know, it's an invitation to rethink another world. And Shabak 2023 is inviting us all to stay in this moment of reflection, to not forget that actually a lot of the ideas we're living with are dead ideas and they don't serve anyone. They serve very, very few people. They do not serve the earth. They do not serve species, not just humans, across our species. They do not serve us. And so it's a moment also for us to ask, what's the role of the arts in this? And not in a judgmental way at all, but in a way that allows us to be really curious and open as to the possibilities of the arts when they are capable of this expansion of the imagination towards other ways of being and inhabiting the world and being together and coexisting in a world with limited resources, but with enough resources for us all at the same time. So while they're limited, they're enough for us all. It's just about redistribution. So you'll see those themes come up in very different ways across our program. This kind of consideration of why are we here? What are we doing here? What is the connection between us and the earth? What is the connection between us and social justice? Can we be dreaming up other structures that allow us to think of the world in different ways? Those themes arise across our program, sometimes in very explicit ways and sometimes in much more nuanced, gentle ways. That was beautiful. Thank you, Alia. That was I was getting all like, get my placards out, go marching. That was amazing. Bring your placard when you come to a Shabak event, please. <laughs> I will do. I will do. Obviously, with Shabak, it does create a home away from home for the Arab diaspora, but it is much bigger than that, so much bigger. Why is it important to share and celebrate Arab cultures across communities? I just wanted to come back to the previous question. There are alternatives, and I think it's a moment to turn towards hope, and I think that that's what Shabak does. And I'll give you an example. There's a permaculture educator and activist called Muhammad Saleh, based in Darjassin in Bethlehem. I grew up uh, in, in Beirut, in Lebanon, and uh, we look to the West for knowledge. We look to the West for guidance. We look to the West for, quote-unquote, you know, expertise. 
uh, and of course the tide is changing and it very much is. And, and that's where, you know, you come to Shabak, that's, that's where you see it. There's mm-hmm. a shift. There's a recirculation of that. And there's a, a real sense of honoring global majority innovation too. So, and here we have someone, Muhammad, based in, in Bethlehem, in a pocket of Bethlehem, which is really at the center of very, very violent aggression and clashes. And within this is this little space uh, called Dajasir. It's a house that's been turned into the, this artistic residency space. And there he decided to start the first urban farm in Palestine. And what he does, rather than only thinking about, okay, how can we reduce our consumption and how can we recycle, he is innovating in how the soil can be healed from the tear gas, everything the, the shells release into the, into the soil. Mm-hmm. And he's doing this with children. And he's teaching and guiding children through farming processes and permaculture processes. And for me, having Hamad come to Shabak this summer and do this with us here with children and, and share his knowledge and the way that he also looks at children to self-guide these workshops is at the heart of what Shabak is about. I think that's beautiful too. And I know you said, let's go back to the previous question, but I think that's a really excellent answer as to why Shabak is so important across communities, right? It's making us all open our eyes and think a little bit differently and know that there are ways to think differently. Yes. And sadly, with our current border situation, it is very difficult for many people to come together. It's difficult for people from the region to even meet in the region. And so, you know, one thing London really, really gives us is this space to be able to <laughs> to see each other, to meet and exchange when our borders at home don't allow us to. Sadly, as well in London, though, when the UK, we're experiencing a lot of visa refusals. And that's very hard, you know, the, uh, for us to deal with, despite our best efforts to convince governments uh, otherwise. There are countries that are all too powerful and no matter what an artist or, you know, an educator, a cultural practitioner writes on that form, no matter what an organization like us writes on that letter of invitation and form, there is still that no, you know, that stamp, Mm -hmm. that refusal. And that's, that's very hard (laughs) to to accept. And so, you know, today we had another, and I feel very heavy today because of, uh, because of those obstacles, you know, you know, I, I started that story with hope and I, and I carry that hope with me, you know, and we carry that resistance and that respectful and honorable fight. <laughs> Sometimes we're tired and today I, I am really tired. Understandable. Of the, re- of the repeated refusals. You know, I got like one and then there was another visa refusal and that's like, okay. And, and that, I mean, you know, it's like, and when we get asked, like, why is Shabak so important? It's like, okay, what, what is that threat? Like, how is an artist a threat? To, to whom and why? Like there, you know, not that someone has to prove themselves worthy of a particular income or a particular profession, 
to be able to enter another country. You know, for me, I think I'm I'm a <laughs> I'm, I'm a no borders I person. Think borders so I think nonsense too. So there you go. Yeah, yeah, we're on the same page. But the idea that someone has to go through that process, you know, to prove that they are worthy enough to to visit the UK, and then the refusal is it's it's hard. It is hard. And like credit to both of you for, despite all of these obstacles and hurdles, bringing together so many different incredible acts. And I am going to be a bit mean here and I'm sorry, but I want you to pick your favourite child. Can you tell me, I'm going to start with Alia, what are you most looking forward to? I mean, it's an unfair co- That's so mean. Mickey. I know, I know. You're so tough. You can, you're going to have to deal with um, it. But yeah, I do have to say, and this is largely because I've had a long standing relationship with this artist it would be lisa lux for me lovely lisa friend of the show she's amazing she is amazing and uh i've produced a couple of her shows in the past we have very deep deep relationship she's stayed at my place for long periods of time we've shared bread and water and tears and hugs and oh god all sorts of things gold paint related to one of the sets but (laughs) but i think that's someone i'm really excited about because it's a voice that again is very confident in standing squarely in front of issues in a complex Mm. way, but in ways that relay the messages clearly. And that is a skill that is very hard to come. I mean, these these oracles, if you like, oracles like Lisa Lux come very infrequently into our world. And I would certainly say she's one of them. And her show what the dog said to the harvest alongside Jasmine Kent Rodgman and a tribe of global majority women who have come together to speak about climate change and its impact on the region and globally is just, it's its a beautiful, immersive piece of work at the South Bank. And anyone who wants a full body experience should really go to that. Yeah, she's cracking. I do love Lisa. She's intense in all of the best ways. Yeah. Tagreed, what about you, please? Pick a child. So I'm a recent mother and decided to have the one and only child. And so Shabak is my one and only child. And I won't pick a favorite child. (laughs) Okay. So the main Shabak hub is in London, but there are events across the UK listeners. So if you're not in London, don't worry, there is loads of stuff for you. So where can people find out more, please? Please follow us on social media. We're super active on Instagram and our website is uh, shabak.co.uk. We are also on Twitter. We're not on TikTok yet. <laughs> we really need to, like, we're, yeah, we're, we may uh, be soon, but uh, please do check out our program and we really hope to see you at one of our events. Thank you so, so much for sparing the time to chat to me when you are mad busy putting together an enormous, fantastic festival. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Mickey. Thanks for having us. Standard issue for all women.